Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are still at the ABC Conference 2021. Uh, There's a lot of people in attendance. And as yesterday and the podcast prior to this, um, Shauna and Jeremy are not with us. Uh, But we do, as we've continued to have while we've been here at the ABC Conference, we've got a special guest with us, Darby Strickland. Darby, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Good. I'm glad you're on here with us because uh, I actually had the opportunity to, I've I've known of you, um, but uh, here recently what was this back in june was it august, june I think, Are, was it yeah. yeah you're right august we were uh, we were at a cohort in domestic abuse in west virginia with chris moles and uh, greg wilson and um unbeknownst to the you know the the cohort i didn't know darby was going to be there but um she participated mm-hmm. and uh, was a participant usually she's kind of you know in the leadership role uh, but in this particular case she was a participant and so i had the opportunity to meet with her and uh again know of her her books and just her practice and just uh, different things that she's involved in but she's here and so we had to have you on Darby thank you for being with us thank you thank you yeah and so uh, what I wanted to do Darby if you could just uh, just to just share with our audience uh, who you are and for those of you who don't know who Darby is um, she can uh, just share who she is and what she does and then uh, we'll talk about her book and then um, she's a huge contributor for a particular organization that I'd love for you to share about sure yeah I I think a few years ago I would have introduced myself as hi I'm Darby Strickland I'm a homeschooling mom of three and I counsel on the side Um, and the Lord has just been kind in in just how he shaped ministry. Um, um, I work currently for the Christian Counseling and Education Foundation um, as a counselor there and a faculty member there. How long have you been there? I've worked there probably 19 years. Wow. I've only been a faculty member in the last, not quite a year yet. Wow, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. um, but certainly writing and teaching for them yeah. um, before that. So just in my experience and counseling women in my church, yeah. counseling um, women um, at CCEF, I had a lot of women come Coming to me, and at first I didn't even know what it was because yeah. they come and sit with me, saying I'm really anxious, I'm yep. depressed, I'm not respecting my husband. And I was beginning to uv- uncover abuse, and I just really felt like the church had a beautiful role to play yeah. in protecting its daughters and mm. rooting out sin and confronting yeah. oppressors. Um, and I'd go to the church and I'd ask for help, and they didn't quite understand. I think abuse is often a problem of imagination. Yeah, wow. we just don't imagine the horrors, and so the Lord just put it on my heart to say, help educate the church church, help these pastors see. Um, I would say after having conversations with a lot of pastors, usually a year into the situation, they'd come to me with tears in their eyes saying, I see it now. Mm. Um, how come I couldn't see this before? And so even just out of love for pastors, helping yeah. them wanting to understand what is abuse, is this abuse, um, just felt really passionate to help. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, that's really huge. Uh, because actually we, uh, when I say we, uh, Peter and I, uh, you know, as um, we have a biblical counseling ministry, Truth Renewed, we offer free biblical counseling to the community, and we obviously help the local church. To your point mm-hmm. as well. Uh, anyway, to, to that very point, uh, a moment ago we were experiencing. We had like five cases. Um, we would like Peter. We kind of joke around. He became the accidental counselor, and then he became the accidental domestic abuse yes. <laughs> uh, counselor. But um, is it to that very point, yeah. didn't realize, um, but then you kind of get into the the nature mm-hmm. and scope of the this person's story and what they're experiencing. You, and you're like, all right, there's more going on here. This isn't just a marriage issue. There's something much deeper going on here. And so we really ended up in West Virginia going to that cohort because we want to be more equipped. Absolutely. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, within the last literally two years, um, 
really Peter and Jackie have been our domestic abuse folks. Mm. Um, and, but like now I'm like, all right, I've got, I've got to get on this too. We, we've got to, uh, and, and sure enough, I had a, one of our counselors came to me and, uh, she was seeing a woman and, um, it was like, this is getting to the place where it kind of goes beyond my scope. And, mm. and so, so I took it on and it's, it's, I mean, it is like a, a textbook case example of yeah. domestic abuse and they're a really young couple that's sad um so anyway to, yeah. to, to that very point where uh even within the church you know oftentimes they'll go into a situation where it's just it's about oh it's a marriage and you know we got called in because they're having you know having conflict issues and all these t- all these sorts of things but you can spend all this time on the surface and never really uncover what's going on which leads me to your book title is it abuse right. so what was your heart behind this Darby and just um, putting this together it, as you mentioned before we started uh, recording it is uh, it's a nice thick book it is but <laughs> abuse right. is thick it is it no is. pun intended yeah. and it's it's difficult and it's heavy uh, so this is appropriate yeah I think what's on my heart is it's not an easy question to answer and yeah. sometimes it takes us a long time to discover abuse again victims aren't really necessarily identifying even the behaviors that they're enduring um, as abuse mm-hmm. so So I kind of wrote the book in chunks of thirds. The first third really kind of explains what is abuse, the dynamics of abuse, like a theology of oppression, God's heart Mm. for the oppressed. Um, Because I really think unless we understand how an oppressor's heart works, an oppressor is someone who wants to dominate another human being um, so they get their world the way they want it. And they're willing to wound and punish another to get it. Our counsel is going to fall flat because we're going to go in and we're going to tell a wife serve better. um, And we're not going to understand that no matter what she does, there's a punishment for it. Um, So I spend a lot of time really explaining the dynamics of abuse up front. And then the second third of the book is really each type of abuse. Um, what what are the distinctives of either yeah. physical abuse or sexual abuse? And I actually try to write the book in such a way that it's a manual because yeah. there is so much to know. And I think because I believe that abuse is a problem of imagination, we don't know the right questions to ask, right? People tell us something. Yeah. My husband was really angry last night and we don't say, what did that look like? Or what yeah. did we do? What happened? Or he ignored me. We don't right. usually say for how long or how often. Right. So a lot of the book is actually tons of questions yeah. um, for caregivers, Just to ask so and getting very unearth. specific with your questions to uncover yeah, yeah. lots of details because that's, that's what you good. need to be able to make that unless there's a gross act I mean if we all could say if someone's strangled that's easy yeah but usually abuse is much more sinister yeah um, and so yep. it takes a, a time to document it. yep kind of yeah Jesus's you know statement wise is a serpent harmless as a dove mm. you know um you know, obviously there was an, well, it really, he was, a, he was, he was addressing the, the reality of oppressors, mm-hmm. you know, obviously in a different context, but when it comes to the, the, you know, the family institution, I mean, that's, you're right. It is sinister and you don't really see it coming and it's guised as light. And oftentimes it's, it's not, it's power and control. Yep. Um, and just one of the things you mentioned, Darby, it was good. Uh, so the uncovering oppression, which is the part two that you said kind of begins to get into the, 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 excuse me, the types of abuse. Right. And at least, because uh, I know obviously like uh, with Chris, and I, I don't know, maybe in your context, um, but you know, with Chris, a lot of his, it's court appointed. Right. And for us, where these people are voluntarily coming in, and within that, you know, voluntary coming in, you know, it's, they 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 want to address things because they want to, they're like, okay, I'm doing this to appease, but this is going to allow me another level of manipulation. Mm. Um, but what I appreciate about what you've done here uh, is th- these types 
types of abuse because, and I think this is in the context of the church really, which is spiritual abuse. Yeah. yeah. Oftentimes where, um, and, and you alluded to it in passing a moment ago, but just knowing just enough scripture to manipulate, obviously when it, you know, comes to, you know, sexual, so spiritual and sexual, that's mm-hmm. kind of like one, you know, one affords the other. It yep. kind of like is yep. used as a, it's as true. a vice to, to, to tighten that, uh, right. that guilt and, and getting them, um, just any, any thought when you were, when you were kind of working on this part, what was the one type of abuse, uh, maybe that you've seen a lot of and, or that you really appreciated doing some study on and just writing about? So sadly, it's sexual abuse um, and it's so uncomfortable to talk about and when I have to go around yeah. speaking and training churches it's so uncomfortable but I would say 70% of the women in the church they're not they're sexually abused of my clients mm. they're not necessarily physical abuse although yeah. I would argue sexual abuse is a form of physical abuse yeah. but it is sexual abuse um, and I would say a third of them are probably violated on their honeymoon um, and conditioned that this is what our sexual relationship is going to look like it's like the initial how sad is that? Extremely. And wow. so it's like here they had this, this, you know, this engagement where there weren't very many signs of abuse, if any. Yeah. And then all of a Cause sudden. Because it had to be on your best game. That's right. 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 Because it is, mm-hmm. it is, it's exactly what it is. Right. Yep. There's strategery yeah. involved. Yeah. Yep. I've got to, I've got to, yeah, I've got to make sure I, I show you um, something that's actually a complete veil and not, yeah. What is a uh, Bugs Bunny call? It's a, it's a. <laughs> it's a it's a mirage. Oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, yep. sorry. No, I just I don't know why it came to mind, but again, just random things, you know, in the mind of Mike Van Dyke. I guess. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I do appreciate this, and and that that's right. And and again, for especially for uh, matter of fact, uh, I was just talking uh, with a with a pastor friend of mine um, who's here we are here locally, uh, Andy Swart, and um, I was telling him. Um, some of the podcasts that we we're going to be working on. So I was going to be meeting with you this morning mm. and, and he's like, man, this is one of the best books he's read as far as like, it was so to, to the very point that you made earlier about kind of like a, just a, a handbook, if you will, um, instruction manual, uh, to, to kind of approach this subject. And for him, he, that's exactly what it's done. And, um, so it, yeah, he was just basically affirming, you know, the what you're what you were hoping and aiming for. That's in wonderful. This book. It's all the things that I would have wanted when I started out <laughs> yeah. because I really yeah. women were gracious and I made mistakes. Oh my goodness! And yep. you know, there's safety plans in here. There's premarital dating. There's all sorts of little things um, just have to have had to accumulate over time that I just don't want anyone to go through. Yeah. You just feel so you're so de- we're so dependent upon the Lord when we encounter oppression because we can't solve it, but the safety issues and and the evil that we encounter it's so easily to be so easy to be overwhelmed yeah yeah no that's good and then the um the the third part that you have uh upholding the oppressed um and i guess maybe that kind of gets into i guess maybe is it is it more exit strategy if you know you can't really if there doesn't seem to be any hope. And so it's like, yeah, I think that it's, it's tricky. So one part I really wanted to address in this book, which I don't think we've done much in the Christian world. So you're going to have a companion to the book? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It is the impact on children. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of the women that I've worked with the longest, they chose to stay in the marriage because they thought that was best for their children. Um, And over time, they've just seen their children walk away from the church Mm because they're saying, if this is what godly man looks like, if this is how my church is cared for, my mother. Yeah. Um, they don't wow. want anything to do with the Lord. And so, and then, and the other side of that is a lot of women, they will endure the abuse until their children start treating them abusively and patterning after their husbands. So I think it's just 
the impact that on a children about how women young girls are more likely to marry oppressors young yeah. boys are more likely to become oppressors yeah. they're more likely to fall away from the church um, just coupled with the fact that um, it's women are more likely to begin addressing it yeah. um, when they see the impact on their children yeah you know it's it's crazy on that because one of the one of the cases um, actually that I have not to get into the details of course but um, to, to some of the things you just mentioned though that um, this is a Christian couple mm-hmm. Um They've been married close to a decade, and they're relatively young still. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a young child. Their whole, the, the both of them, by their own admission, were like, "Yeah, uh, divorce isn't an option." And then when I began to, you know, uncover what's going on, and surprisingly, she actually shared a couple of events. Came out of left field, like wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it, and uh, of course, it was right in front of him, and. You know, it's just like I can read a book and I can have feedback after a conversation, but in real time, to your point a moment ago, yeah. like, um, all right, I've got to, I really got to, really got to be careful how I address this. Yeah. But just this whole, this whole, you know, idea within the Christian world of, you know, divorce as an option, abuse, you know, we'll work through the abuse, but we, we're not getting divorced because we're Christian. Right. Um, you know, because, you know, in other words, we elevate, it's like marriage is elevated to such a degree um, that it, you know, it's kind of looked at as like, all right, if I must suffer for the Lord, it's just kind of, it's, yeah, it's, it's which pretty also, bizarre. Which actually means we don't take sin seriously. Right. 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 Because these are hellacious acts. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And if, if we don't, yeah. we don't elevate marriage when we say someone right. who is enslaved by their spouse. Right. That's not really marriage. Yeah. 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 yeah so, and so that's, that's the helpful part. And I don't know if you kind of get into that as far as the spiritual abuse is concerned, if it's just obviously more focused on, on the victim. Um, but just kind of, you know, uh, just the, the world of Christianity and being involved in that, being a, an, a you know an oppressor or a perpetrator and victim in this context, it's yeah. it's very difficult. And I think anything an oppressed woman does to make her life better yep. makes her situation worse. She confronts her oppressor that comes with a whole bunch of stress. She has a church get involved that usually oppressors don't change, right? So that's creating all sorts of um, just stress. In saying, you know, we're now we're going to go through a process. If she chooses to stay, she's going to be abused more. There's, there's really no good yeah. option. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's the other heart of this book is that we really want to walk with an oppressed person and honor what they really feel the Lord is calling them to in each situation because every situation is different and every yeah. woman chooses to walk it out differently. <sighs> and when we see injustice, we want to jump in and rescue, um, and that's not always what they want. Um, yeah. It. it, it it is that you're you're right because there is this uh, kind of compulsory nature. We, it's like this knee jerk reaction that we want to, uh, like we're not going to stand for that. Mm-hmm. But like there there has to be a process, mm-hmm. a strategic process, yep. because again, any any abrupt action could disrupt everything and then you end up yeah Yeah, we could put someone in danger yeah then all of a sudden you see something on the news or it becomes a whole you know or you get the phone the the you know Mm -hmm. that phone call that you don't want to ever receive um so yeah that's some serious stuff and we've we've had we've had a few cases where um you know they've they've threatened you know um suicide Mm -hmm. and things like that and so that that becomes really difficult because now to your point, you know, the, the woman is like, you know, the guilt, all of a sudden the guilt and shame, mm-hmm. it's like, it now it, it completely eclipses the truth of the matter because right. now it's like, Oh, well, what, look at what I'm doing to him. And it, so it just, it completely, uh, just 
Yeah. So yeah, if a victim doesn't have clarity, if they don't have crystal clear clarity that I am being abused, these are the ways I'm being abused. This is what the Lord says, how I'm being abused. When confrontations start to happen and manipulation and the abuse ramps up, it's going to be so easy for them to turn on themselves and say, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm overreacting. Mm -hmm. The guilt, the way that they're guilted, you're hurting me, you're harming me, you're destroying our marriage. You know, it's all abuse. But they, if they don't see the way that they're being manipulated, it just puts them in more peril yeah because yeah, they can't follow through on what they need to do to be safe yeah and it's um <clears throat> so everything that we're talking about ladies and gentlemen <laughs> is you need to have a copy of this book in your church uh in your library or whatever you have or you know um small group leaders um th- this book is super helpful in so many contexts within the the local church because again even in you know the communal context of the church you know small groups or what have you smaller groups whatever um this stuff doesn't you know they're not going to bring this stuff up so you can sit there you can have a great little bible study but this stuff's not going to come up because it's buried so deep down in there um just having copies of this where it's like this would be super helpful for small group leaders um and just again varying context because if as a leader if you're to, to darby's point why she wrote this book you begin to hear signs you you hear things that are like flag levels like uh, mm-hmm. That's a yellow flag or a red flag. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously not going to say something, but I'm going to I'm going to talk to my girlfriend, you know, in some other context, and like, hey, um, heard some stuff. I just, you know what? Here's a book, or you know, check this out, um, and then just kind of like, you know, be able to address it at that point because uh, we've actually had a few cases mm-hmm. that um, through through our, our our ministry in the local church context where it's it's been, uh, you know, Jack, mm-hmm. if you've met her yet, Mm-mm. okay. Uh, well, did you meet Peter? He was with me in in yes. West Virginia. Yep. So yep. his wife, okay. So she's an she's an advocate. I mean, you know, so mm-hmm. she's done a lot of stuff with uh, with Joy, right? Mm-hmm. Joy Forrest, and um, so yeah, they're huge advocates for this stuff, and mm-hmm. so um, it's getting into their church, and that's what we like to see. Yeah. Um, I always say this is the book you want to buy before you need it. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. It's a, pre- right. it's a, pre- yeah, it's a and preventative, proactive. Just read the first third, and when you need the rest of it, yeah, you have it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, it is funny, just really quick to that point, Darby, um, one of my, one of my friends, he's here, uh, he's in, he's in the domestic abuse track and he, he came out yesterday. He's like, man, they were kind of going over some of those things. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm an abuser. Like I've done some of those things. Right, right. Uh, so it, it really is super helpful to just kind of expose some of our, our thought patterns and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and our action patterns and different things like that. So th- this is super helpful. Yeah, to your point, I think that's really important because entitlement fuels abuse. Oh yeah. Right. And so we all do entitled things, yeah. right? Like I might be too tired and not want to get off the couch at the end of the day to help my kids. Right. So I, so we all can relate yep. to the underlying issue of entitlement. Yeah. The difference is an oppressor um, doesn't show remorse. They don't yeah. have empathy for the pain that they cause. They don't feel like what they've done is yeah. wrong. So it's really important because we so relate to the mm-hmm. small things that happen that we have to understand what's actually happening. Yeah. Part of oppressor is very different. Yeah. Right. I don't perpetually punish my spouse when I don't get my way. Right. But I might feel entitled to certain things. Right. right? I have I have my entitled <laughs> moments for right, sure. Right. Yeah. But again, we feel remorse. Like 
if my child says to me, ouch, mommy, I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. I don't dig harder and yeah. deeper. Yeah. I don't enjoy someone being abused. Yeah. We're like at that right. point, like asking, begging forgiveness for our kids and our spouses right, at those points. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that, but that's just, I use that as an example just to, uh, to point out again that um, that's what this book accomplishes. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really does help uh, just bring um, to light a lot of these things to identify these things. Um, so rule them in and rule them out. Right. <laughs> I always like when I say people say I look for oppression. I'm like, anytime I rule it out, I have a party. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, you know, we want to have eyes for it. Doesn't mean we want to see it everywhere. We want to be rejoicing when we don't see it. And I do think the book also helps us learn what abuse isn't. Yeah. 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 Also too, um, this is good for men to read, um, because not only will it, uh, expose maybe some behavioral patterns that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I think it'll, it'll, it'll be helpful. Um, because again, so for pastors, um, or elders where you've got a married couple and, you know, this couple's kind of been, you know, topic of conversation many times, like reading this book will actually help you address the perpetrators. Mm, That's I think, yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah. Um, so it's multifaceted in its purpose. Mm-hmm. It's right. just whether or not you're intentional with it and what it can and it can really help you accomplish. Uh, well, Darby, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we do this again. Any um, any concluding thoughts? Um, you know, just a, a good beginning place for people outside of the book. Um, is there any websites, any any other supplemental helps that? Sure. I've written a lot of blogs, actually, at okay. ccf.org on sexual abuse, spiritual abuse. Is it like on the website where it's, it's like it's topical yeah, and you, you could just... My, yeah, put my name in or abuse and then you'll just okay. get a flavor, um, you know, touch on some of those issues, okay. just free resources. Okay, great, great. Well, I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. I'll link a couple. Um, I'll, I'll look at them and kind of rummage through a few of the blogs and, and see what I find. <laughs> uh, and then just put them in the show notes. Uh, again, you guys, please um, check out Is It Abuse by Darby Strickland. Uh, we're live here at the ABC Conference 2021. Again, Darby, thank you for being with us. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye.